The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Meg Joe. Meg is a comedian and podcaster living in Los Angeles. During college, Meg found herself in the second big relationship of her life at a time where she was still unsure of who she was. When it suddenly ended, Meg was left heartbroken, but as she looks back on the story today, she sees the real love story was with somebody else all along. Hey, Meg, how's it going? It's great. <laughs> good. good. As great as you. it can be. <laughs> yeah, good to see I feel you too. like we're doing our best, but we've got our matching blue and green plaids on. So yes. something is going well. We in are the world. matching. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for agreeing to be here and do this and share about your personal life. Of course. I will say when we scheduled this, I did not realize it was New Year's Eve that I said we would record. And I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> this uh, It's ruining all of my big plans Your that big I had plans, for the New Year. I, I was so. going to be, this was going to be like my third hour of being out on the town. And now I'm just <laughs> here. So sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, I'm going to talk about my big college breakup today. Okay. Um, we had discussed me maybe talking about my divorce and it'll come up because the thing about getting divorced is it always comes up. It's just there. You (laughs) can't, you can't avoid it. It's now a part of, you know, the stories before it it happened (laughs) or I even was married (laughs) and it'll be a part of every story forever for me. But yeah, I'm going to talk about my college boyfriend. Uh, I'm going to call him Jack for this story. Okay, Jack. Yeah. So... This was my second big heartbreak. For a little context, I went to a very Christian college. It's called Biola in Southern California. And it defined my college experience in a really huge way. So it was not your average experience. There was no partying. We literally signed a contract that says we're not going to have sex. (laughs) which for me was fine and while you'll hear through this story I'm a very very different person now but I wouldn't trade it for anything it was a nice little sheltered college experience and I met you know the best person in the world so you'll hear (laughs) you'll hear about her okay but I was a sophomore at Biola And to paint a picture for you of what I was like then, I was very different than I am now. I was on the soccer team, so I was a very, very serious soccer player. That was a huge part of my life. And I was a skater. I loved to skate. And I was like, because we had soccer practice three times a day or whatever, I was always dirty. (laughs) I was always sweaty. I was probably wearing my purple Vans hat with the bill like straight to the sky. And I was with my best friend Beans all the time. And we were always tired. We're always going to class or coming from practice or going to practice. So we'd just be asleep on the quad sometimes and be like, oh, there's Megan Beans. (laughs) And I have always been 
one to prefer being in a relationship. I love being in a relationship. It's very easy for me. I'm very good at giving too much. And so I'm drawn to it. And I was single at the time. And I'd already had the band-aid pulled of my first heartbreak, like I said. And in high school and a little into college, I dated my first boyfriend for about three years. And I was ready to date again. And I noticed this guy on campus. I'm going to call him Jack. And he was, so I came up with a nickname for him. It was Dreamboat. (laughs) I hadn't met him, but I I called him Dreamboat from afar. And my friends referred to him as Dreamboat. I saw a Dreamboat like in the uh, quad today. And how big is the school? Is it like a school where it's like you'd run into somebody a lot over the course of a week or something? So it was definitely a live on campus. And there was only about 6,000 people, including grad students. Okay. So basically, I had a graduating class of about 1,000 people, which is really, really small yeah. for college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'd see Dreamboat around. And I eventually maneuvered my way into his life <laughs> very intentionally. <laughs> because like I said, I love being in a relationship, so I'm going to make it happen. And... We started dating pretty soon after, but I got to tell you, the Dreamboat was an apt name. He was exactly what you want when you're, how old was I? 19, 20 at Christian school. He wore V-necks with a little bit of hair showing. He had man (laughs) necklaces. He was a skater and ride, rode fixie bikes. I got into it because, of course, uh, I had to impress him and make him like me. And yeah, he was an absolute dreamboat. And we started dating. And all things considered, it was a pretty good relationship as I remember it. It's a little fuzzy. I think not just because it was a decade ago, but because in many ways it wasn't ever going to last. I did sort of fabricate this. I pushed myself into his life because I liked him from afar, which isn't actually liking someone, right? Yeah, you like kind of created this this story of who this person was before you actually had met them. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to get my surfer boyfriend. And then I did. And he was a great guy. But I don't think, I can't recall any moments of like, exposing him to my own anxieties or, you know, going super, super deep. I just had this really attractive boyfriend that I didn't have sex with. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a kind of like a surface level, like you two hung out and you would do things together and you were attracted to each other, but there wasn't a lot of like big talks and sharing of feelings or whatever. Yeah. It was like trading hobbies (laughs) yeah yeah like oh you're into this thing cool let's do this for a bit and now we'll do this thing yeah and of course as you probably already guessed by his description he was in a band (laughs) (laughs) uh and as you do when you're in christian school he was going to play in his band for um a summer camp over the summer for a few weeks a christian summer camp (laughs) I mean, and... I went to a Christian summer camp, so I know how that oh, goes. Oh, really? Where'd you go? This is up in up in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I went to one in Santa Cruz growing up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basically, I was dating a human embodiment of Christian camp in Santa Cruz. 
<laughs> yeah, that and, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was going to play at camp. And I I will say the one memory I have with him that is not fuzzy at all. And, and this was about, hmm, I want to say nine months into the relationship, maybe 10 months. He said goodbye to me going to camp. And I was going to see him one more time before I left for Japan in like two weeks because, like I said, I was a soccer player and we were doing a little tour there. So he said goodbye and it was great. I remember him picking me up in the middle of an empty street because Biola is in the middle of suburbia and kissing me and feeling so good about the relationship and just being left in a daze in the middle of the street and like waving goodbye. And then I would see him in two weeks, which of course when you're 19 is huge. And he came back the night before I was going to leave for Japan and he dumped me. <laughs> just Whoa, like right before you were about to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as many Adonises are. And... He just did it. It came out of and nowhere. And what did he say? Like, what happened? Like, It what? just wasn't working for him. There yeah. was no good reason. And to be fair, like I said, it wasn't, it was a fine relationship. I think I was always trying to impress him. And it wasn't as genuine as it could be. And he probably was just in tune to that. But he just said it wasn't working and left. And... When people will go through heartbreak, like heartbreak that really hurts, I call it howling at the moon. It's that thing where you, it's all encompassing. Your brain is broken. You cry so much. I remember with my first love, just listening to the Black Keys over and over and over again and crying for hours. And I did this with Jack. I did this all night. I remember I was staying in a house just for the summer before I went to Japan, like sleeping on a mattress on the floor. And we had this roommate that didn't go to Biola and she thought, clearly thought we were all crazy. I think she only liked me or at least only tolerated me because all of my friends were artists that were Christians and like super pretentious, but also didn't know anything at the same time. And she was older and seemed to give less of a shit about things that didn't matter, but she would fall asleep every night to Celine Dion concerts on her computer. <laughs> she was just, I, just a clear memory of like seeing across the room Celine singing on a stage. And she was home after Jack dumped me and just like held me <laughs> and was like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't even remember this woman's name, if I'm being honest. We, yeah, it's just like this weird this weird forced intimacy yes, moment. <laughs> exactly. But I love her. <laughs> she was so sweet and did not have to do that. And I was crazy. It was not that long of a relationship, but I, I was howling at the moon over my lost love. And the next night, or no, that night, as a soccer team, because we had to get up at like 4 a.m. to leave for Japan, all of us slept together in, I don't know why we did this, but we slept on campus in like the rec room. So a bunch of people were on the floor. Some of us were on couches. But Beans just held me all night as I cried and tried to be quiet because I was in a room <laughs> with 23 girls. And 
that is not fuzzy to me, certainly, and was obviously a huge comfort. And so we we got to Japan, you know, we flew there. I slept on Bean's shoulder the whole way and cried a bunch. And I, <laughs> this memory is really tied to, this is around when that Coldplay album, Viva La Vida, came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's songs about Japan on it. Yeah, and yeah. I just sunk into that album and like looked at the rice uh, fields going by on the train and listened to it and cried and cried. And I sh- I do have a regret that I allowed that much of my emotional uh energy to be used up during that trip because you don't always get to go to Japan and I got to to do the thing that I love play soccer and it was actually my second tour there and the first tour I got so sick this is a whole another story but I got so ill that they thought I was going to die <laughs> uh, yeah they I have memories from my first trip of coming in and out of consciousness with them calling my mom asking like should we try to send her home so you can bury her there like or deal with it there jeez yeah and so i missed out on my first one too in a very big yeah, way yeah cuz you were like part of you was like oh great i'm going to get to go there again and not be like on the verge of death yep but now you're on the verge <laughs> of like heartbreak and it's yeah and all i'm thinking about is this guy who didn't really like me and I have these people who have met me, but in a sick state, and I didn't remember them. And that's, and then I got to meet them again, and then being like, "Oh, Meg, like I remember you." <laughs> and <laughs> it would have been so cool if I was more present for that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And could understand how cool that was that this person obviously remembered me because they were a part of trying to figure out how to get me healthcare in Japan, <laughs> and. I I missed it, I think. I was just 19 and heartbroken and not an adventurous person in Japan playing soccer. Yeah, like looking back on it now, because it obviously feels like soccer was also this big passion in your life at the time. Yeah. So does it feel, yeah, like kind of this missed opportunity that you like ignored, not ignored, but like were preoccupied by this other thing going on in your life that you weren't able to kind of like fully take in this other big thing in your life at that time so preoccupied I have very few memories of that trip I remember scoring a goal that I was really proud of and I remember you know like moments of holding hands with beans (laughs) and I strangely remember another girl on my team Sam popping one of my zits (laughs) (laughs) that's what I remember from Japan besides the rolling hillsides through teary eyes listening to Viva La Vida and that's such a bummer that I and also fuck him for dumping me right before I left and running away for like getting a a free pass for a month (laughs) because I'm not around yeah because that's totally like a I'm sure in his mind right it's like if he was thinking like oh, this isn't going well. Like, and maybe, I don't, who knows what happened in the two weeks of you not seeing each other, but I guess it's like left him just thinking a lot. But then it's like, oh, I got to do this now or we're like in this for another month or whatever it is. And then like that whole weird, I don't know. Yeah. 
Also, come to find out, he's married now and married somebody that was at that summer camp. <laughs> well, that was my other... See, that was my other thought is like, did he meet somebody at the summer camp and then was like, oh, I got some real feelings for this person, but I'm like dating this other person. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I think so. But what's weird is after I got back from Japan and school started again, he dated somebody else, a kind of mutual friend. And yeah, I think the woman that he ended up marrying was quite young at the time because she was a camper. Oh. I don't think it was like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Maybe like three years younger. So who cares? But I don't know what happened there exactly. Like, Yeah, it's like a blank that you'll never be able to fill in. No, Uh, and that's fine. I hope he's happy. I hope they're both happy. Well, we have him here on the call. I'm going to let him in. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) he has no social media, so I would love to know how Jack is doing. (laughs) Um, It's funny. Like, my first big relationship happened my freshman year of college, but it happened with somebody that I met over the summer working at summer camp, like Mm -hmm. met them at this Christian camp. And when I met them, they were dating somebody from, like, their hometown. And I, like, didn't know. I, like, I was definitely, like, pursuing her and then found that out. And it was, like, this weird, like, oh, well, this is outside of my, like, realm of being able to hand. I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. And then she ended up, like, breaking up with the guy and we started dating. But it was, like, I'm sure it was a similar thing where, like, they were doing fine but then she kind of like took this chance on me in some sort of way that then I felt like oh now I have these huge expectations that I'm never going to be able to uh, handle yeah it's a horrible way to start a relationship yeah which I yeah I don't at the time I had no idea what the fuck I was doing and I was just like oh I like this person and I want to hang out with them and then all of a sudden we're like seriously dating and it was great like the relationship was great but it was like I think Kind of what you said about uh, you and Jack, where it was just like you were trying to like do what they're doing and and just be a part of the stuff that they have going on in their life. Where yeah. I felt myself like stretching to be cool. Like she was a hundred percent cooler than I was in the college <laughs> sense. Like she sure. was going to parties and doing all like drinking and and smoking and things that like I just was not doing, and so. It was always this thing where I felt myself trying to be a part of that world, but not fitting in at all. And then probably making her have a miserable time because she's got to like take care. Like she was like babysitting me at parties, right? Sure. Where it's just like, <laughs> but me being like, I'm cool. This is fun. Like, I'm this here. Is fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Like, at that age, I don't know how to, like, I don't, I wasn't good at being like, oh, I don't Yourself? like this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not good at being myself. Yeah. And, after a breakup, it gets so much more heightened. Like, you better believe I was the best, the best fixed gear bike <laughs> trick yeah, person really ever <laughs> after he dumped me. So I could be like, <laughs> look at me. I'm good at riding a fixed gear bike. Don't you regret all your life yeah, decisions? Yeah, he's going to see me going biking by him on campus and be like, oh, the one oh, that got man. away. Yeah. <laughs> In my dirty hat. <laughs> um, but I think the reason that you know, that breakup and relationship is so fuzzy is because the real love story for me was with Beans, uh, my best friend. Uh, We are still really, really close and have gone through a lot since then. We've both been divorced. And 
she told me about five years ago that she is gay and she had married a man and she's now with a woman, which is very exciting. Um, and told me that that whole time that she had feelings for me. And I have since come out as bi, <laughs> but didn't see it that way. And, you know, something funny about, you know, deeply evangelical communities is it's hard to, it's even harder to know who you are sometimes. And like I said, my friends, you know, I didn't, the people I lived with, I didn't describe them very kindly, I guess. They're good people, but I've now found a community that appreciates me and doesn't put me in a box as just a soccer player or whatever. They see me as an artist and how I see myself and I feel much better and more comfortable in myself now. And Beans has been there through the whole thing. And she's one of like three friends I still have from college. And it's so heartbreaking to me to know that she was going through that while I was going through my Japan heartbreak because I of all the people in the world I would never want to hurt her but it's like sometimes you just can't see it (laughs) and you don't know and you have no idea and I've since then I think blocked a lot of memories with her because I don't like thinking about how I probably made her feel and I've learned so much from that. <laughs> uh, and she's been so patient with me. I mean, she was, clearly. She held my hand through crying over some guy who barely liked me. <laughs> <laughs> and remains a best friend to me 10 years later. Yeah. So I think my favorite part about that story with Jack is just knowing that somebody I get what I get out of it is I get so much out of it I know that someone loves me despite all of that still and that's insane (laughs) yeah because it's like well I for her in that scenario to just be very selfless right and that like you're just dealing with this breakup and you're just like miserable Mm -hmm. and she's just there for you every step of the way to be like hey, this sucks. I'm just, I'm like, literally, I'm the shoulder to cry on as yep. we're going across this plane ride. And, and uh, yeah, and to just be like fully like, hey, I'm here for you. And mm-hmm. I'm probably dealing with some stuff in my head right now. But like, you're the one who needs this right now. So I'm there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Beans. Yeah. It seems like a pretty good friend. <laughs> yeah. the The best. Talked to her on the phone yesterday. She's like, it's also just mind blowing to me having only come out with a few friends that I got I got one like that. Um, yeah, but well, it's funny because I feel like just like when you so when you went to this college, were you going more for the soccer side of things or more for the like Christian side of things or was it like a kind of overlap of both? It was an overlap. I was and still am Christian. It just looks very different for me now. Um, And so backstory that kind of brought me there was I was a very good soccer player. I grew up in like the Olympic developmental program and stuff like that. But I got very, very injured my senior year. I sprained my ankle worse than a break, basically. 
And so I couldn't go try out. I couldn't be seen by schools. And Biola is D2. And they said I could, I had already gotten accepted. They said I could play there if I try out during their, they they do a summer camp that sometimes yeah. we would coach at once I was on the team, obviously. And it was four days. We had four practices Jeez. a day at this camp. So my tryout was a week of four days with them where like my legs were basically falling off by the end of it. And I was trying to look great. And there were actually two other women there with me for that. And I was the only one that made the team from that process. So I had already committed to Biola, but partly because I knew I might not be able to play soccer and I was okay with going there and that I might be able to play soccer. So Yeah, there was like an opportunity in going there that you found that you weren't able to have because of your injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really defined my experience. I I, I would say I went to a soccer college more than I went to a Christian college, just if, yeah, you're, if you're filtering yeah. it through my perspective alone. Well, it's funny because it's like, uh, you know, you kind of said you have like three people you talk to from college. And obviously, I think it's like different experiences for everybody. But for you, it felt like, oh, this isn't exactly my world. And so I have to kind of like explore a little world more to find what my world is. I think I just picked bad friends. <laughs> who didn't see me as uh as I was they were like oh Meg the soccer player she's an athlete she can't be an artist (laughs) like that was truly how I was viewed college thing where you're just one thing you got one thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) and I was a dirty soccer player for sure (laughs) but I also am a great writer I'm funny I'm I'm a painter, a draw, like I draw, I like people contain multitudes, but I didn't feel seen in that way at all. And I will say a huge reason that I don't have a lot of friends from college, even though I had a great college experience is my divorce because I married my college sweetheart, the guy that I met after Jack and especially in evangelical communities, divorce is really hard for people to wrap their head around. And it was just easier for people to fall away from me, I think. And so that's what happened. And I was like, well, if that's how you feel, I don't really need you. (laughs) So so I did the same thing. Yeah, you kind of had, you kind of were like put in a situation where you just sort of had to kind of move on from this community that you had developed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And people told me they didn't approve of the divorce or, you know, of course, some people, you know, you got to take sides and some were his very closest friends. I'm not going to be mad at that. Yeah. yeah, So (laughs) here I am in my comedy community with new friends and a new life. I am in a relationship now. It rules. Um, And yeah, I still got my three friends, all of whom are queer (laughs) coming out of Biola. So it's like, yeah, it does feel like you kind of found the community that of people that you were tied most to and ended up on the other side with them. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Mm -hmm. Cool. Meg. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that. It was great to get to hear. I mean, this is our first time meeting each other and it was nice to hear you share all this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be buzzing for a week. I'm Every time I take one of those tests, I get 100% extroverted. So kind of meeting a new person during this yeah, it's time, like a big... I'm like going to go throw up from excitement. 
Um, and so you yourself also have like a podcast where you talk about relationship stuff a lot, right? Like this is yeah. a little bit of your brand as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my podcast is called Forever Babe. My co-host was your first guest ever, first guest. Molly Kiernan. And yeah, I'm very comfortable talking about this stuff at this point because that's who I am. But also I do it every damn week <laughs> and yeah. dive into a new topic. And I've learned so much. I would highly recommend if you're if you're trying to figure out relationships and love, treating it like a class in college. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of how you and Molly like do these episodes, right? They're sort yeah. of like, here's a topic, and we're gonna present a bunch of like research and stuff we found, and, yeah, and talk to some people who like know about this stuff and have them share and have us share like what we've found on this specific mm-hmm. part of relationships or love or things like that. Yeah, getting a more well-rounded view of it and how um, how to do it, <laughs> how to cultivate a love that is um, real and good and honest. Uh, highly recommend for anyone <laughs> to put time into it in that way and think of try to think about your relationships, platonic or romantic, in a way that's a little, you know, separating yourself from it is always good (laughs) yeah yeah thinking about it academically (laughs) yeah getting really just like super nerdy about it and really breaking it down that's something i like to do so i appreciate i appreciate that nice um so they can yeah they can find forever babe on social media and yes where they get podcasts and things like that everywhere our social is forever babe pod yeah cool well thanks so much for sharing meg yeah thanks for having me i loved it This is how we love, this is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at Love Hurts Pod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs> <laughs>